I'll let you know when I'm ready. Dude, this one's not going to go well already. I tell you. <laughs> it's got a feeling. It'll be great. What are you worried about? Because you're fucking crazy. You're nuts. Jesus. Shut your mouth. Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff, first podcast of the week. A lot of things to talk about. We'll start off right here where, hey, we're going to go at 8.30 tonight. Is yeah, what never. You told me. Yes, it's 100% what you said. You're goddamn stoned. We're going at 8.30. You're lucky this show doesn't drug test because oh you'd my be God. busted. It's 7.45. Hey, I'll be there in five minutes. Ten. We're not here, sleepy. You're the only guy I know. Fucking works three days a week and you're sound asleep at seven o'clock on a Sunday night. I, I got up at fucking four. I was in LA Why? all day. Why'd you I, get up at four? It's called preparation. Oh, sure. Dude, you know what? Honestly, today was one of those days I could have done the job from my house. Yeah. You know what? You don't have to. Dude, I, honestly, I don't think I would have tried it. Yeah. But here's how it works. <laughs> You need like one of those uh, this, white noise machines that has like crowd noise. I literally drove four hours for 30 seconds today. I was on one Such time. Because, oh, fuck. I didn't know Sunday night baseball started at three. Why is that? There was the they, game tonight. It was fucking Philadelphia and Cleveland. So they, as soon as I do an update, they go, hey, man, unless something crazy happens in the next three minutes, that's it for the day. You can go home if you want. See ya. And I was like, you fucking serious? And they go, yeah, I fucking, I left in uh, the third, I stayed till third quarter and then I, t- I took off and just listened to the game on the radio, which I told you those guys are terrible. I had no uh, idea where the ball was the whole fucking time. They Matt Money Smith is terrible. And so Daniel Jeremiah, just, he's the same, just because he's from San Diego, he yeah, fucking fits San Diego. He sucks. Sucks at what he does. Dude, terrible. He's good on NFL Network. Yeah. But as an analyst, he's shit. Nobody paints a picture. I had no idea where the guy dang ball Dude, was the whole I tell fucking you what. time. Whoever gave Nick Hardwick career advice is the fucking worst. I thought we got bad career advice. Nick fucked up one time yeah. and then fucked up again. When the Chargers moved, Nick was the analyst, and he should have stayed in that fucking job. You're right. Because he had developed into a very good game analyst. He should have said, I'm not doing morning radio on this stupid station. I'm the game analyst. Yes. But then he decided to give that up to stay with morning radio, which was terrible for a fucking really nice guy. Really, really good dude. But he was a good game analyst. Much better than Jeremiah. Yes. Much better. Yeah. I think oh, he's I don't better get... than a lot of guys. Better than Schlaworth. A bunch of right. these guys that are working. Dick Stockton and Schlaworth work together. Schlaworth's uh, not that good. No. Terrible. Nick was good at that. I, I, while we're here, I'm going to start off with my FUs to your boy, Willie Buchanan. Willie Buchanan. Yes. Another guy's proud of being San Diego. Yeah, another guy. Yeah. You know what? If Willie Buchanan did his fucking job, nobody remembers the game in Miami. Dude, that's funny. That's where I'm going. So today they did a thing at halftime of four epic things in Charger history. Okay. Willie missing the hook and ladder? <laughs> Dude, that's what it should have been. Okay. And you, the, you basically, you voted on it. So first one was the Chargers knocking off the Patriots in 1963. No one is alive who remembers it. Fuck. <laughs> then it was the epic game in Miami. Then it was some other bullshit. And then it was um, it was Ladanian Tomlinson setting the rushing touchdown record. And it was Nick was there and Dealman and and Marcus McNeil and LT. Okay. Okay. Well, Willie Buchanan's game wins. Epic Miami. Willie's the only guy wearing a full suit. It's ninety six degrees, waving yeah. to the crowd like he's fucking Rocky and shit. So excited that his is his epic in Miami game was, one. Was Hank there? Um, no, Hank wasn't there. What did he ever fucking do? He was on that team. He didn't do anything to remember. Well, he was better than Willie. Uh, did him. his job. If he did his job, he'd still be doing the games with the Chargers. But instead, he can't keep his mouth clean, and he has to go anti-Semite and loses that job, too. God damn, it was just a meaningless little joke. 
was a big joke. I hear he's still pissed off. He's still mad at Josh Lewin for not defending him over the Jew joke. Well, Josh Lewin. It was a topic of conversation today. That's why I was Jesus. so fresh on my mind. So here, here we go. Okay. Which is crazy. He, he Just look in the mirror. He should just apologize. He still has a fucking job. He's so stupid. Willie Buchanan, all waving. Just like you said. I go, put your arm down, Willie. Yeah. If you didn't blow that fucking hook and ladder play at the end of the first half, it wouldn't be an epic in Miami. Come on, Oceanside, one time. <laughs> Come on, Oceanside, one time. Um, I'll say this. <laughs> Let me say this about the Chargers. And okay. a lot of you are not going to want to hear this, and I don't blame you. Who's me. they? The diehard fans okay. that were heartbroken when that team left. I was in a restaurant today with my kids. Yeah. It was it was not Cali Comfort. It was packed with people in Charger jerseys, cheering, hooting, and hollering, watching that game today. And I'm sorry. For, for those of you that have done everything you can to separate from that team that felt the way this town should have felt, where you got kicked in the balls yeah. by that team, man, I feel for you. But you have to realize that I think you're the minority. I think there are enough people that just don't give a shit as we've always had this kind of who gives a shit attitude in this town about a lot of different things. And, hey, the team moved and now they're in L.A. Well, whatever. I still have my Antonio Gates jersey and I'm still going to go cheer for him. And as I watch these dipshits jumping up and down and cheering when the Chargers were winning yeah. before they did what the Chargers always do, I thought, you know what? All these guys love the team, right? It's their team. But if that team ever made its way back here, no fucking way any of them helped pay for a stadium to get built. No. None of them. And Fred Rogan apparently has a story tomorrow at noon that there's been a major falling out that Stan Kroenke is out of his mind because the Chargers have done absolutely zero to pull their weight and getting that stadium built. Well, if you're Kroenke, you can't be shocked by that. You knew Dean's a dipshit, and he can't get anything done. Yeah. But, again, I'm watching people jump up and down and think you're coming back here. Where? Exactly. Where are they going to play? Where are they going to – and who's going to pay for a new stadium? Not you. Or if you say, hey, I'll do my part, well, good for you. The problem is too many of your neighbors got crocodile arms. God damn it. (laughs) Like, how many fucking times do we have to tell you, stop chasing rainbows in this fucking town? Get on with your goddamn life. It's so pathetic. Goddamn San Diego sports Twitter is not entertaining or funny. It's fucking pathetic. There's a lot of you that Ben Higgins, number one, this fucking guy. Holy shit. Get some fucking sleep, kid. You're embarrassing yourself. This fucking guy, him and Togerson... God, they just sit there and jerk their little dicks chasing rainbows. It's fucking embarrassing. And then they're patting themselves on the back because they won some fucking Union Tribune poll. You're the only morning show. (laughs) Who'd you beat? Doug Gottlieb? Oh, color me surprised. Woods today. Color me surprised. You're the only show. (laughs) Like, I'm glad you won. It's cool. 1090 is off the air. Who'd you beat? Hartman and uh, who the fuck Steve work with now? Steve's with um, Ornberger. Well, and- goddamn. That's a goddamn whooping. I'm glad you guys won. 
But shit, that I tell you, that show loves patting itself on the back more than any show I've ever seen. Oh, oh my God. I did not expect this. Well, there's, don't worry, boys. You don't have to fucking put a suit on and prepare a speech. You're not part of the Emmys tonight. But I just, Dave, every fucking day, I see something on that social media where I go, are you serious? Are you j- right, Shuggy? <laughs> Shuggy's had enough, too. Shuggy's like, I got one goddamn eye. Oh, Jesus, she does. Poor thing. But um, I, it's just, I, I feel really, really bad for the people that have done everything they can to separate themselves from that team because while I'm not a fan of that team, I would be like you. But man, when you go into restaurants and they're still wearing the Charger blue, it's like, what would it take? Uh, I say this to my friends sometimes politically, and I'll say it to you, San Diego. For those, like, what would it fucking take? Well, here's the deal, in my opinion. I think a lot of people are still fans that say they aren't fans. Or they have to watch because right. Posner puts it out every week. The radio ratings, right. I mean the TV ratings, they're through the fucking roof for Charger but, football. But they, Dave, they pulled up roots and left you. Yeah, I understand. No, I like, understand what you're saying. Trust what? me, the Rams, when they went to St. Louis, I didn't watch anything. I, didn't, I never yeah. went out of my way to watch a Rams game. They were done. Yeah. I that mean, was the team of my childhood. There will be an NFL team that will re-sign Antonio Brown. And to that team, I would say, what does it fucking take? Like, at what point does common sense kick in? I talk to friends politically on both sides where you go, the people that vote for Duncan Hunter, like, dude, honestly, what would it fucking take for you to go, you know what, that's finally not my guy. And for the people that support that Charger team in this community, what would it take? Like, what's your break? Or are there, you just- there is no line. There, there isn't it. I Man. mean, we're filled with hypocrisy. I was talking to someone about this today, about the Antonio Brown thing. And I go, look, Ray Lewis was accused of killing three people. Oh, I was there. I watched yeah. his limo you, get towed away in you, Atlanta. You were literally there. And so, again, people, hey, I'm a Ray Lewis guy, and I can show the clip a million times of him coming up and firing up his team and going in the Hall of Fame. It just... And dancing never, with the stars. Yeah, he's on dancing with the motherfucking Sean Spicer's stars. on that show. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm just guy? saying the hypocrisy that people put up with to justify what they want to feel or what they want to do. So as far as Charger football goes, I can't tell you because I wasn't a guy that was a Charger fan when they were here. Yeah. But when when Posner does send out those TV ratings, I do find it fascinating how high they are well, here. Why? Because well, either people are lying and saying, I'm not paying attention. Obviously, they are. Or they're just saying, fuck it, they're up in L.A., and, and I'm still a football fan, and this is still my team. Well, I think you're close, but I think the one you're missing is... I'm no, I don't miss. Often they're two the, for two. I just said it. Often they're the only <laughs> NFL game. We don't get the option to watch four or but five Don't they run three games a day? Uh-uh. Yes, they do. No, they but run I'm, three games every day No, but I'm saying when the Charger game's on, Dave, it's either... I understand that, but what about the like the Viking Raider? Was that the game this morning? I don't know if it was on TV. It wasn't morning. even on TV. It wasn't no. even on TV in L.A. either. No. Is that where you'd think yeah. the Raider game would be the game in L.A.? It was not yeah. on. So if you're an NFL fan and you've got fantasy football and you're doing whatever, more often than not, those ratings are probably high because you don't have a lot of options. It would be cool. Like I don't think a lot of people pay anymore because the NFL priced red zone. Out of, I mean, red zone's like 400 bucks. Or not red zone, excuse me. Sunday tickets like four hundred bucks now, so it's really the only game in town. So, it, it Dave, it's not like college football, 
where on a Saturday you've got your choice of 25 different college football games. Like right now, you and I have the Sunday night game on. Yeah. Sunday night's traditionally the highest rated game of the week. Right. Okay. The Chargers, though, beat Sunday night football. I mean, people yeah. are, are paying attention. Like, we're just curious. When you were at the out today and you saw people wearing Charger shit, mm-hmm. what jersey were they wearing? What number? The, what, well, what they the wear majority? the shitty ones. They were the shitty silk-screened ones. Okay. I mean, who's but, the player? Uh, Rivers, Gates, Still those Tomlinson. Guys. Yeah. Do you, let me ask you, do you see any sales? No. You don't see sales. I saw one guy today at, at the Charger game with the sale jersey, and I think it's the first one I've seen in three years. But remember, Junior was done with the Chargers. I mean, what, 2003? But you'll catch uh, Lance Allworth around. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I but mean, I don't those see are, 55. But they're not from... They haven't had them since 63 for the Allworth. Like, they buy the throwback Yeah, I understand. Ones. But you'd think Junior would be maybe someone's all-time favorite player. Remember, there used to be yeah. Junior jerseys everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. But I just, it's so frustrating to me that shit like that happens. And it just, it makes you crazy. So It's I, this sports town. That's just what it is. Yeah. It's a weird sports town. It's very strange. I mean, obviously, there's major news yesterday. I got to ask you before we get to the Padre news, because that's what everybody wants. Mm-hmm. Did you go to the Aztec game yesterday? We did not. No, we didn't okay. go last night. We go, um, so... So you missed the NFL quarterback. You missed the best player you would have seen the whole time. You better have a yeah. good fucking excuse for not taking your kids to see some talent. Yeah. Well, we're, <laughs> we're going to we're going to three games coming up. Jesus. And I'm actually missing one because I think I'll be in Toronto. But I'm going to two games. But You're yeah, one hell the, of a supporter. Yeah, we going are. Two games. Ah, shit. I had the utmost faith in Rocky Long, who dropped the ball. I'll have a phone call <laughs> with him tomorrow morning, 5.30. Conference call. Get that figured out. Not Aztecs lost. I don't know what the hell happened. But I still love them. They're still my team because they're here. Um, I love that the bar's moving on that goddamn stadium. So now we're hearing more like 2024. I tell you what, they want me to renew. They better get shit figured yeah, out. Yeah, what happens then? Uh, they don't have a goddamn shovel in the ground by March 1st, and they can kiss my ass. <laughs> Unless my kids have a blast. When you, okay, when you bought the tickets, when did you think it was going to be done? Um, well, I'm still optimistic that they'll get it done. I just okay. What what date though were you thinking? Like when did well, you tell your kids, hey, they're gonna have a brand new stadium? If they if their plan, according to Wickers, to break ground in the spring. Okay, they think they can break ground in the spring. That to me seems incredibly optimistic. But if they're able to break ground in the spring, that's pretty exciting. Uh. Dave, to me, I don't think they break ground until spring of 2022. I Jesus. really don't. I think 2022. Dra- yeah, which puts them in the stadium in 2025. <laughs> right? I like how in, yeah, but I like how in Minnesota, where it snows all the fucking time, they knock that stadium up right away. Much different situation. Of course, because we're lazy as fuck here. We yeah. do shit. Procrastinate. And, and you only have one main team. California, you have Stanford and Cal and UCLA and USC and God, all that. There are a lot of construction workers out there could use the work. Yeah. Okay? We're People hanging got them shit out to do. Um, so yesterday Christ. morning. It's fucking ridiculous. All this fucking pushback. All we do is push things back. Dude, town's shit. Faulkner <laughs> and all these assholes. When does his term run out? God, can't run out soon enough. So yesterday morning. After that brutal game on Friday night, the Padre game, that was, honestly, that was as bad. Hosmer was shit. Machado was shit. I mean, and Andy Green didn't do shit. 
to to change anything up. What would you have done to change it up? I watched the game too. It was well, terrible. Worst yeah. worst game I've seen in years. They clearly were had tuned out to Andy Green. Yes. I mean, you have to establish some kind of relationship with your team. Dude, pull him off the goddamn field right in the middle of the game. Dude, go old school Billy Martin. And dude, just I'm a hundred percent for it. But people don't do that. People, no. oh, you can't do that. You, oh, they're team leaders. They're good guys. I've seen every excuse in the world for these guys. Yeah, trade them out. Fuck Change them out. Pull them off the field and be like, dude, you're done. I would have loved it. The, the, what, the example it would show to those young guys that you called up to watch yeah. and go, Jesus. What pulled Hosmer out of the game. Yeah. So I got up yesterday morning and I said, where will Andy Green be managing in 2020? The Padres. And then I was like... Uh, I had my initial one had Rancho Cucamonga, and then I pulled it down. I go, no, I know where else. Bonita Vista High School. Son of a bitch. Sorry. East Lake or Parkview Little League. Yep. Or Sid's Carpet Barn. <laughs> I think I voted Sid's Carpet Barn because it was funny. Dave, I ended up with 700 people that responded to that poll. <clears throat> and my favorite one was the one guy about an hour and a half after Andy was fired. He goes, well, this aged well. He got fired, didn't he? You cock. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't encouraging Andy Green to come back. Andy Green was a mistake from the day he got hired. He was not qualified to be a major league manager. They hired him. I don't know what their thinking was. Then they doubled down because this bullshit that you can't have a lame duck manager, so you have to give him an extension. Yep. But here's the thing. As of tonight, Andy Green's out, and that's all that matters. He is out. And looking back at yesterday or last month or last year doesn't do any benefit for this team. We told you there was a press conference scheduled for the Tuesday after the season ended. Goddamn Andy Green was so bad. They were pushed that time frame up by 10 days to get him out of here. Did it make the, the franchise look more Bush League than a lot of people think it is? Well, it fucks Rod Barajas. That's what I'm saying. Because they easily could have fired Andy Green on September 1st. Just do it the way you're supposed to do it. Just finish it out. Give Rod a fresh sheet of paper. Well, Rod's not going to be the guy next no, year. No, always not. 100% is not. But you could have given... But a lot of people thought Rod had a chance. We carried Rod's name like crazy. Yeah, you could have turned the keys over to Rod on September 1st. It would have sent a message to this team. I legitimately would have had a shot at them finishing with 78 wins. But instead, they drug their feet and give Rod eight days um, to do whatever's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. The, the locker room people are packing their stuff as they walk Done. in. But... But something interesting happened today. So today, Dave, you, you and I have said for a while that we didn't think Boach would come to San Diego. Yes. And the reason why I've said that for a long, long time is conversations with him about this organization over years past. The way things ended here, it was bad the way it ended here. He was blown out from the Padres for making over a million a year. Sandy Alderson decided it was too much money. John Moore's Kevin Towers didn't do anything to talk him out of it, meaning Alderson, and they allowed Boach to leave. And Boach went to San Francisco. The Giants gave him an opportunity. He went up there and rebuilt that organization. We all know what happened next. Three world championships in five years. Hall of Fame. Hall of Famer. 2,000 wins this year. Hall of Famer. He doesn't owe shit. To that team. Doesn't owe shit to that team because that team fired him. And if you've ever been fired, 
when you feel like you've done something pretty well, you don't really walk away going, God damn, I really owe you. You don't owe shit. Yep. But there was something that happened today that kind of changed my thinking on this a little bit. You think you could possibly come in here? I'll tell you why I do. Okay. Because there was an article today in The Athletic uh, from the San Francisco Giants beat writer talking about Boach walking away, and it had an interview with a lot of players. Two guys in particular, Madison Bumgarner and Brandon Crawford, old school guys that had been there, won championships with Boach. They both said the same thing, like, oh, yeah, he's coming back. He's coming back to baseball. And when the idea of San Diego came up, they didn't seem to mind at all. They talked about the fact that Bo all year continued to be the guy he's been during his entire run, the 12 years that he's been up there. He still gets the red ass when one of his guys gets shafted. And my feeling's always been that Boach wouldn't want to do anything that would be disrespectful to the players that won those championships for him. But the situation in San Francisco is very similar to the situation. You mean disrespectful by leaving the Giants? Yeah, and staying in the division. But yeah, Okay, but how many of those guys are still on the team that were with him when he won his last one yeah, in 2014? Yeah, but I still think the organization, right? Brian Sabian More is still part of it. More the, the And the fan base. Yeah, and the fa- yeah, fan base as well. But the more you read this article today in The Athletic, the more you realize that what is happening in 2019 in San Francisco is very, very, very similar to what happened in 2007 down here. There's a new regime. That regime wants their own guy. Boach knew it wasn't going to be him. So Boach decided to take the high road and walk away. And Boach said, well, I'm going to leave. I'm going to jump before you push me. So... I think all of a sudden Boach may be in play here. I still think the Cubs job is his number one job. I still think Joe Madden's getting blown out a week from tomorrow. And now all of a sudden it becomes interesting. Who would you rather have here, Madden or Boachy? I'd rather have Boach. I'd rather have Boach in a minute. But this is where it gets really, really interesting. Okay, go ahead. The final part of that is they are now starting to float the idea in San Francisco if what if it's not only Boach coming down here, but Madison Bumgarner coming down here too? Okay, are you willing to pay Madison Bumgarner twenty-five to thirty million dollars? I don't think at this stage of his career, Dave, he's still a thirty million dollar a year guy. Uh, he's never gotten thirty million dollars. He only makes eleven million dollars. I think he, he hasn't. He hasn't hit his big contract yet. This is the one he's waiting for. Oh wait a minute! How old is he? He's only thirty. He's only thirty. He's a nine-to-nine pitcher with a three-point-eight-six ERA. He's never received the big money. I don't think I don't think he's gonna get. Uh, I don't think he's he, gonna get twenty five million dollars. The Yankees don't have anybody in their starting rotation. Man, I think you can get him. The Angels need people too. Angels need guys too, and so there are three main guys out right now. Am I wrong on this when I say it's Garrett Cole, it's Strasburg, and it's and it's Madison Bumgarner? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Strasburg's gonna get big though, but. I I thirty year old lefty, only one lefty starter that we're talking about. Well, let's see what happens with both. Well, how much would you be willing to pay a guy that was nine and nine? He was nine and nine. Nine and nine. ERA was what? Three point eight six. Not bad. Mm, not great. No, it's not. Even if that was Kershaw no. right now, we'd say his career is over. Strikeout. How many innings did he give you? Um, he did well. I don't have the the innings in front of me. He had one hundred and ninety four strikeouts, and he missed some time. Think that yeah. I'll look it up for you. How many innings he had? Think about. Are you sure he's only thirty? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. 
Um, Born in 1989, August 1st. Wow. North Carolina. Great day, August 1st. Um, Bumgarner, to me, immediately gives you the red ass. At 200 the top. innings, by the way. God damn, Dave. Shit, that's about three Padre starters. <laughs> um, how many year deal are you giving him? What are you giving him? Dude, I'm not giving pitchers that, that kind of a deal. I mean, I understand you went in pitching. At three. I'm giving him a three-year deal. Yeah. And what kind of money? Giving him 21 a year? No, I'm giving him $75 million. And I hope you he are giving it. him 75? Yeah. If, if that's your guy. I mean, hell, yeah. be, be honest with you, that's exactly what the franchise needs. They Can need you imagine a guy like that. We've never had a guy like that since Kevin Brown and nobody right. before that. Right. Dude. And basically, you're getting that, that mentality. Yeah. That guy. You can go get him. That would be big. I still think if I'm San Diego, I mean, I'm looking at these names today. I saw one guy on social media. Well, this is Rod Barajas' job. He They're shooting much bigger than Rod Barajas. No, I've heard Rob, Rod Barajas from people around the organization is he's not what they thought he was. How's that? I heard like, he's great. Well, no. I was as told far today. As baseball aptitude. Well, I don't it's know It's lower than what they expected. Uh, I had people in the organization tell me on Friday that he's loved. I'll tell you why. But they're I, shooting bigger than Rod Barajas. Okay. And they're shooting bigger than Phil Nevin. They better be shooting bigger than Phil Nevin. Here's, okay, a couple things. Okay, a couple things. First of all, let's stay where you're at right now. Mm -hmm. Do you think Bochy comes here if Preller is still here? I don't think Bochy can come here if Preller is here. Yeah, I think Bochy should be fine with Preller. I think Preller is a sabermetrics guy. No, I think Boach would be fine. I think, I think Boach Boach's would... problem in San Francisco was the sabermetrics part. But it's a, it's a different situation. Why? All the old school guys are out. Because the guy from the Giants doesn't want Bochi. Preller and the Padres want Bochi. There's a major difference between... Are you sure the Padres want Bochi? I'm absolutely I know the fan sure. base wants Bochi. Yeah, I'm okay, absolutely... Okay, well then you can't have Preller. Let me tell you something. I, I love Boach, and you'll tell him right away what I'm going to say. Bochy's not a sabermetrics guy. He has told us he's not a fan of taking the game out of the man's hands. But as pointed out today, he has learned to adjust with the game. You adjust. should, because all the teams yeah. that are winning, guess what? They're all sabermetrics guys. Yeah, I mean, they point out today, I, you're, you're a tightwad. You won't subscribe to The Athletic. But they talk <laughs> about how Boach has changed, including this year using the opener, all that. But look, Preller better change, too. He went and hired a guy in Andy Green that loved the shift, yeah. as Nick loves pointing out. Well, Where'd glad, that get you? Well, I'm glad you just you just said that straight out, is that it, Preller. Because yeah. when you said they hired Andy Green. No, fucking Preller hired Andy Green. Yeah. Let's not forget, it's no they. I he would, was hired off of Preller. Look, I, I think this Preller is... Preller should be out, dude. Admit it. Preller should be out. Come on. If you had a CEO that was losing money five years in a row, you'd fucking push him out. And you can... But I think where they're going to give... In my view, yes. Preller would be out. Preller would be out. absolutely be out because of too many fucking mistakes. And on his watch, the fucking guys that come up cannot play at this level. 100% right. They're absolute stars in the minor leagues, and they can't play at this. Margot was supposed to be a star. Yep. He's a fucking guy. Renfro fell off the fucking map. He's a guy. Urias is a fucking guy at this point. You have too many of these people. Hedges, Hedges is a fucking guy. They're all average at best. Quantrill's a fucking guy. They're uh, all over the Lauer, place. Lauer, first yep. round picks. Yep. A guy. Um, so that's what you look at and you go there. Uh, the money given to Kinsler, absolutely fucking ridiculous. 
The contract given to Myers, absolutely fucking ridiculous. You made me eat money on Chase Headley to get fucking Brian Mitchell here. Absolutely ridiculous. The Hosmer's contract's ridiculous. Yeah, Hosmer's not great. It's, but it's a, it's a horrible contract. The way that contract plays out, that if he was great, you'd have to redo his deal or he could leave. And if he sucks, then he just stays and we got to keep paying for shit. Yeah, I mean... For mediocrity. Well, thank God, at least on that one, they front-ended Hosmer. This back-ended Myers deal is unbelievable. Horrible. But at least with uh, Hosmer, the last three years... paying the money, though. I mean, well, you're everybody 13. hits $30 million. I mean, everybody hits 30 home runs th- now. Nowadays. Everybody that's Shh, decent. Not on this team. But <laughs> that, my point is, Hosmer's a 20-home run guy. Even but, when the juice ball era, the guy's hitting 20. But he's never been a big-time home run hitter. But I think... Preller gets one final lap. Why? I think, well, I'm telling you, I'm not saying for me. I'm telling you we what I go think be Ron wanted, does. Well, th- you know what, then? It's not going to fucking work. You got Dave Dombrowski right there. Right. Go get Dave, and Dave would bring in a guy like Boach. Right. And you go, those two guys. And Bumgarner. And guys who have World Series rings. And, and you change yeah. the fucking attitude. Because right now, and don't forget about Preller fucking doctoring fucking medical records and embarrassing oh, organizations. Oh, I'm not worried about that. Bullshit. The bullshit, nothing. Well, what the fuck the Red Sox do this year? We should have had Castillo. Oh, wait. That Dave. We should have had Castillo. I'm just saying. It, it, the Padres need major fucking changes. Nothing's going to happen in 2020 at this rate. And and when they get rid of Andy Green like that, to me, that's Preller just throwing another guy under the bus. We've seen that in management for years. Guys is doing that bullshit. Andy, not saying Andy Green should have kept his job, but... Dude, he had one week left in the season. That's just fucking ridiculous. Get out. The whole thing's embarrassing. The Pat Murphy thing was ridiculous. The Doc Roberts managed one game and get Pat the fuck Murphy, out. Pat Murphy had a better winning percentage than Andy Green. That's embarrassing. And he was fucking terrible. Dude, the only guy of note that was like worse than Andy was Larry Boa. Jesus like, Christ. Looking at winning percentage. It's horrible, man. It, it's Again, it's five years of being GM. He, and Preller didn't just get here. Don't forget that he fucking had yeah. that, with the rock star winner and everything else it was one of the worst winners overall when you look at gms it was a horrible i game think plan. they're gonna give him another year great you pay for season tickets next year asshole yeah they're gonna give him another year because they're gonna look at it and go well he got us paddock and gore and patino and he got us to tease Maybe now that we're putting him on the hot seat, he uh, can really rally. You for, should be on the hot seat every year. It's pro sports. For me, I look at teams that say, what have you done for me lately? And if I was the owner of that team, Preller would be out. Preller should be out. Yeah, he, he, should he be. would be out. He is, And it, it would be an appetizing job for people that would that have talent. Right. It would go, that farm system right. should be loaded. Let me develop these guys. Right. And the other thing is, you got to stop fucking nickel and diamond with these Johnny Washington and Skip Schumacher and all these fucking guys that have been there. And sorry, Glenn Hoffman may be great and Darren Balsley may be great. And Doug Bockler may be great, guys. You got to change the whole fucking culture of that place. Though You are consistently shit. You've been fourth, fifth, fourth, fifth. Everybody who's been fourth and fifth, get the fuck out. We're going to burn the uniforms at home plate. All of it. They're going to lose 90 games. Ridiculous to lose 90 games. Right. And I don't... What are you expecting Preller to do this offseason? My question would be to Ron and Pete that's going to convince you that he's the right guy. You built a minor league system. Are you here to win the minor leagues or are you here to win at the majors? 100% right. Because he can't put together a team. He can't put together a coaching staff. He can't put together a pitching staff. 
And he can't put together an everyday eight that can consistently win. He failed. He had five years and he failed. You didn't hire him to be scouting director. If he did, then you go, fuck, this guy's really good. But there was more job responsibility than he had. And he couldn't handle it. And whether you want to agree with Dave or not, he didn't really help the reputation of the organization by some of the shit that happened. Whether it should have happened or it shouldn't have happened, I have no fucking idea. I don't know what happens inside baseball. All I know is it happened here. All right. Here, here's my, my other question, too, because there's a obviously you don't know the answer for this. I have no idea why these guys who everyone says nationwide, they have great talent in the minor leagues. We see Keith Law on his list mm -hmm. all the time. Why aren't those guys becoming the stars? What is the reason? Because everyone says they are stars down there. They're potential major league players yeah. to be big time guys. How come they aren't developing that way? Why is why are other organizations like the Braves and the Dodgers and the Yankees and the Astros? Why are those guys developing those guys in the minor league? Who? Where's where's the gap? There's something missing. There's something that's fucking wrong because the two guys that have come through that are young actually came from different organizations. Meaning to tease yeah. and Paddock. Yeah. Where are the other guys? Well, Gore's coming. Uh, well, I hope Gore has it. Someone yeah. told me today he's a one-pitch pitcher. Oh, fuck that guy. Whoever told you that? <laughs> fuck that. It, guy Kevin no Kennedy. Shit. Kevin Kennedy, probably. It wasn't Kevin Kennedy. But we'll, uh, we'll see. Uh, look, Andy was not the guy, and he's out. And now all of a sudden, I will say this. There does finally, finally feel around this organization like a sense of urgency has finally kicked in, which has been missing around that team for about 13 years. Do you really feel that way? Mm -hmm. Because of what happened with Andy Green? What makes you feel no, that I way? No, I think all of it. I think the benching of Austin Hedges. I think the benching of Will Myers. I think uh, a lot of shit. The firing of Andy Green. There was just some shit that, yeah, this year was different than we've seen in the past. But the question is, is there somebody there that it's fine to have the sense of urgency is there somebody that can actually put the fire out and Nine i don't straight years of below 500 is insane no, for, for any fuck. sport for any sport that just doesn't make any sense it's awful and it's and look take the dodgers out of it this division's not that good no no there 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 was supposed to be marked improvement in 2019 marked improvement and they didn't do anything in this second half, but go right in the fucking toilet. All right, so I'm going to ask you about another organization that does things well with their minor leaguers, okay? And they mix veterans and minor leaguers at the same time. Minnesota Twins are going to win 100 games this year. It should, pretty close. Look where the Minnesota Twins came from and getting rid of their manager. Yeah, Paul so, Mulder, hometown guy. Yeah, exactly. Hometown guy. Grew up in St. Paul, went to the U, played for the Twins, 3,000 hit guy. Yeah, get the fuck out of and here. And they tell him, get the fuck out, because and it they, wasn't working. And when, here they are. They're going to win 100 games, and they're hitting home runs, you know, like crazy. I mean, they're they're Minnesota. Yeah. A lot of people don't watch the Twins. The Twins are an exciting team. Well, yeah. Uh, okay. So what the Twins did in a short time? What do the Padres have to do to be the Twins? Well, Twins were brilliant for a couple of different reasons. Number one, they went out and hired two really good scouting and player development guys in Thad Levine and Derek Falvey to run the organization. Those guys came in and said, we have no loyalty to Paul Molitor. Paul Molitor's out. They went and hired Rocco Baldelli to be the manager. The Twins are lucky because they have player development. So when certain guys, although Byron Buxton, 
has never really been a stud. No. And Byron Buxton was the number one guy in the minor leagues. McGill, uh, Miguel Sano has been, I don't know, very hit and miss. But there have been other guys that have come up through their minor leagues that have made immediate contributions. But where the Twins kicked the Padres' ass was by spending smart money in free agency. Jonathan Shoup to play second base. Padres had a shot at him. Instead, they went and got Kindler. Huge win for the Twins. They went out and got Nelson Cruz, the DH. Huge win for the Twins. Marwin Gonzalez came in. Great. Jake Odrazi. Padres could have used a pitcher. They whiffed on that. Odrazi came in and made immediate contributions. These guys whiffed, too. Last year, they went out and got Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn didn't do shit. But they were able to trade him and get something back. Right. But then the Padres go on, commit a lot of money to Garrett Richards, who didn't get out of the fucking second it's inning. It's horseshit. ERA at nine. I know at this point it's just getting ready for next year and just trying to knock a little bit of rust off. But where would you have been if you had signed Jake Odrazi? Where would you have been had you signed Jonathan Shoup to play second base instead of DJ uh, uh, fucking LeMahieu? Where would you have been with any of these guys? AJ's not a good major league GM. His personal decisions have not worked out. There are too many busts that override too many shines. Sorry, you're gone. You're gone. But they won't. They'll keep him here, and we'll be fucking, dude. That's why I said, where should he be GM next year? But they'll keep him here. Twins have five guys who have over 30 home runs this year. That's amazing. Yeah. That's Read amazing. their names. That's amazing right there. Well, you got you got Max Kepler, homegrown. Okay. No, I'm just telling <laughs> know, you where they went. Because you got Nel the Nelson Cruz, DH, okay. free agent, free agent as well. But of course, uh, you don't have a DH in the National League, so Nelson, and he's a horrible outfielder. So you understand why you'd stay away from him. Perfect American, you have 40 home runs, 105 runs knocked in. You have uh, Mitch Garver. How many people know who Mitch Garver is? Yeah, Mitch Garver was a free agent. He has yeah. how many home runs? 31. Jesus Christ, Mitch Garver, free agent, catcher. Yeah. Unfucking believable. Um, Miguel Sano, thirty-three. Uh, homegrown. Homegrown. Uh, how many is that? The de, de name. Four. Four. Okay, hold on. Oh, and Eddie Rosario. Homegrown. Thirty-one home runs, hundred and one, hundred and four hundred runs. So your homegrown guys are coming up and making contributions. And I could do the same thing with the Braves here too. Yeah, but same thing pitching wise. Odrazi, Barrios, homegrown guy. There's player development. It's it's good at both levels. Guys that you expect to perform, and that, like I said, that's not even including Buxton, who's supposed to be their number one guy that can't stay healthy. Padres had that with Tatis, man. Tatis is an absolute stud when he can stay healthy. Tatis has been much better than, uh, than Buxton's been, and they're still sitting on Nick Gordon and Royce Lewis. Two guys to come up. Yeah. They still have studs in their farm system. They're not drained. But, yeah, I mean, look, Paddock's going to be fine. That's going to be good. A lot of people are high on Lamette. I don't know where I'm at on Lamette. Lamette okay, here you go. There's certain guys in baseball, and I have no idea why they don't get it done, but you look at them pitching and you go, man, that guy's good shit. Mm -hmm. Lamette's one of those guys, but he, he doesn't put it together. You know, Joe Kelly's that guy on the Dodgers. Perdomo's another guy. You look at, you can see why they try and stick with a guy like Perdomo. Yeah. Sometimes he looks like, man, that guy's great shit, but they hit, he gets rocked. Boy, Lamette to me might be a guy that you flip. Lamette may be that guy that you that flip. That someone sees it and go, dude, we can fix this guy. Yeah. Th throws it, almost 99 miles an hour. Right. And he has great shit. Great. For you some can reason, have him. He, yeah. 
And but, good luck. You got a fucking left fielder, first baseman, too. Let's welcome Will Myers to your organization. <clears throat> and Austin Hedges. Boy, I would package guys to get out from under that Myers contract, but I don't know. Interesting offseason. I, I, I just I, think the biggest question in the Padres organization more than anything else is, why are these guys in the minors that everyone says are great aren't developing like the Braves, the Twins, the Dodgers do with their guests? Why, why do those guys get roadblocked and, and they don't progress? Both of those organizations have had guys that we have. Darby uh, Swanson can't fucking hit, hasn't hit in four fucking months. Dansby. And, who's Arby? Or Dansby fucking Swanson. Yeah, well, I can, what about Acuna? I mean, no, you I got gotcha, you, but you I'm got... saying you've got every organization is going to have guys. Some guys yeah. come up here and stud, yeah. Yeah. and oh, other guys the, don't. The hit and miss for the Padres compared to the Braves is even close. Well, the I Braves think have won the, two straight division titles, and they started at doing this the same time the Padres did. But I think you're, I think you're on the very front end okay. of the Padres. Uh, okay, okay, let's go about the Dodgers. The Dodgers right. have 18 homegrown well, guys out of 25. 18. Yeah, fuck your Dodgers. I can't wait till they fucking lose. They might. I'm gonna come but guess in here. what? They're playing in October. Your team hasn't been there in nine years. You guess don't even, what? You're leaving October in your fucking calendar. <laughs> your Jesus. team's losing in October. That's fine. Because Dave Roberts is from Rancho Buena Vista, That's and you correct. know what they're used to doing? Choking. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> you asshole. Walking you off guys. looking for orange slices. Oh, good for you. They'll be fucking good, done. Good for me. They're going to lose to the wild card team. We might. We might. Could be the Nationals. We might. Fucking asshole. Nah, they won't you lose picked the, the Padres in the playoffs. Ah, uh, well, I believed in goddamn A.J. Preller, not Andy Green. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you with Andy. Yep. You blow him out. What does Andy do now? Like, uh, what, did, what did Andy do yesterday after he got fired? What do you think he did? Funny question. I happened to be downtown not long after it happened. Apparently, you tell him in the morning... How long does it take you to clean out that office? That's a good question. Game doesn't happen until 520, so most of the players are that are showing up by around 12 o'clock in the afternoon. So you got to yeah. get your shit out of there. Yeah, you got to get out because Rod's sitting there at the door. Do you see how you found out? Is that his like, daughter's soccer game? Yeah. Rod's sitting there with his framed pictures that he wants to hang on that wall. Come on, Andy, let's go. <laughs> Come on, Andy, let's go. Let's go. What is, uh, yeah, you're done, dude. You're done. Okay, so he, let's say he clears everything out. Then what does he do? Does he leave San Diego? Does he stay in San Diego? What, what do you do? Well, I think the one thing you have to keep in mind is you have kids. That's true. And he's got kids that are in school. He's getting paid for the next couple of years. This yeah. is the other thing, too, why I don't feel anything. No, you shouldn't. He knows what he's getting into. You think yeah. the Padres going to close down when Andy Green retired one day? Right. This this is pro he's sports. He's getting fucking paid for two more years. There's another $2 million coming his way. Right. He worked in the candy shop. Sorry it didn't work out for him, but he's fine. He got a pretty fucking sweet golden parachute on the way but out. But I'm saying, do you leave the house? What do you do this weekend? Do you just stay in the house? Do you watch the games? Oh, man. Do you watch today? Uh, yeah. I mean, you're not. You're not. I you're watching love, the games, right? Yeah. I love the fact that. Yeah. Because you're not. You don't have any. To the best of my knowledge. If I'm Andy, I don't have any issues with Rod Barajas. No, of course not. Somebody had to take the job. Right. No point of Rod saying, I'm not fucking taking it because I'm friends with Andy. Right. It's like when we left 1360, I didn't blame Judd or Nick or any. I didn't have any issues no, with it, those but guys. But I'm saying this has been your what you've done for the for last four, four years. fucking years. You've I driven mean, every day into Petco Park. Like you, you aren't even going to Vons like today because you don't want people to say, hey, man, sorry you got blown up. You don't want to hear any of that shit, right? You're just staying yeah. in the house. He wouldn't talk to AC. Like AC called him. What do you want to talk to AC if he called you? AC had a funny line yesterday that I was interested in, but then I... 
I, I, hate I mean, you aren't getting paid to talk, so fuck it. I'm not talking to you either. Yeah. I I really want to know who's ultimately going to make the call on the manager. Are you really going to let Preller do it? Are you really going to let Preller make this call? Or if I'm, if I'm Ron, am I going, you know what? I got to get in there. Now, I will say this, Dave. I, I feel better about this situation than I would have three years ago because Ron and Pete have laid out the fucking money for Hosmer and Machado. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind if Joe Madden wanted to come here that they'll pay him what it takes. Do you think Joe Madden is a sabermetrics guy? Uh, no, but I, I think, look, they got to get somebody. AJ knows what the fucking... AJ, oh, you think he knows? He fucked up every hire so far. AJ has a boss. <laughs> that he's taking advantage of him. He runs yeah. Ron like a puppet. Ron! You're not a puppet. Ron's not jumping in. Ron's going to say, I hired the baseball guy to make baseball decisions. I bet Ron doesn't do Ooh, shit. I Ron's not so. going to do shit. <laughs> he's not Ron do, is. Yeah. I think AJ's going, this is what I'm hired to do. Nope. I, I think. You yeah. think Ron goes out and gets on the horn and starts chasing managers down? Yeah. I, by the way, my, my guess is who it's going to be. It's going to yeah. be Moises Alou. <laughs> you don't like that move, do you? Uh, I think it's going to be Moises Alou for a few reasons. Mm-hmm. One is Moises is an AJ guy. Another reason, another reason is Moises is fluent in Spanish. Okay, great. Does Hosmer well, speak well, Spanish? Well, uh, no, but he's not Does the panic? fucking manager. He's not there. The manager. The the pro- well. Uh, here's here's the deal. It's obviously they've invested a lot of money in in Latin True. players, and it's it's important that they're able to communicate. As I said, to, do you have a relationship with the players? Because if things are really run by computers, you're really just a guiding psychologist in the guiding locker room, right? You're trying to keep everyone on. On the right page. That's what Bochy's supposed to be known for, being great at. So, but I, but I think Moises Alou is a Padre guy now. He's been paid by the organization for a while. He knows the players down in the minor leagues. I think it's going to be Moises. And if it's not Moises, it would not be surprised if it's Phil Nevin. His resume is going to be former Padre that's been third base coach for the Yankees the last couple of years. Mm. I don't want to see Phil Nevin. No, I'll be honest I... with you. I don't want to see Phil Nevin. I've no. had people tell me Phil Nevin's a great baseball guy. That'd be a short shelf life. But I don't think Phil Nevin could deal with the young players. No way. He didn't do well with the young players when he was a player. No. He ruined Sean Burrow's career. I love Nevin. That's not the guy for this team. Nevin would, yeah. But Nev did great as a a AAA manager. Yeah, he did. And that's all young guys right there. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. He did. He did great. I should give him credit for that. He's so fucking funny. Like, there's a part of me where I look at and I go, I don't think he's the guy. God damn, though, I tell you what, shit like we saw on Friday night wouldn't happen if Nev was the guy. No, not at all. Like, there would be, like, Nev, it's funny. What do you do do in a veteran situation? No joke. You're the manager of the Padres, okay? Yeah. And things have gone down this year that we don't like. What what do you do? Can you pull a guy that makes that much money out of the lineup? Yeah. See, he didn't fa- play today. Him and Hosmer yeah. didn't play today. And the fans would, would and they won. And the fans would respect it. Yeah. They the were fans both benched would love it. first time all year that they were out of the game today. Rod Barajas benched him out of that game today. Yeah. First time all year they See, were out. I have no problem. I, I I think fans understand number one is how much that team means to them and they want yeah. to see effort all the time. They don't care what the fucking record is. Fight till the very end. 
Uh, does Rod... Friday was terrible. If you're going to fire yeah, him, I understand fire him in the middle of the year. I mean, middle of the year terrible. before the season ends because that, that was, it was horrible. Yeah. Um, does Rod stay? No, I think Rod's gone. But like somebody coming in. No, no, no. Just like you said, I'm with you what you said. Yeah. Glenn Hoffman's a really nice guy. Everyone's really nice. Anyone that had any connection to what's gone on in the last nine years. Overhaul the whole thing. Overhaul the whole thing. Just, Ballsley, yeah, all of them. Because you don't want ever guys going in the clubhouse, walking over to... Any one of them goes, can you believe this fucking shit now? It yeah. used to be better. Can you believe that? You don't want that yeah. shit. No. You don't want guys sitting there saying, I feel comfortable talking to a guy that was once miserable with me. You know, Andy, It wasn't working. In every year Andy was here, he had a different hitting coach. Yeah. All the time. I every mean, we, we used to make year. jokes about this, but it's embarrassing yeah. now. Yeah. All, all I'm so tired of passing the buck, man, on this thing with, with these it's guys. A, with this it's going to be, look, this is going to be maybe, I don't know. I think going back, honestly, Dave, this might be the most interested I've been in an off season since the off season after '98. Because the off season after '98 is when we had the vote for Prop C, yeah, and a lot of decisions had to be made on that roster, from Caminetti to Brown to others, and there was a lot of shit going on. The uniforms are coming, and uh, I don't know, man, I. Just starting with that, yeah, and it's a really, really simple thing. If they fuck that up, if they fuck those uniforms up, then the the whole thing's off the tracks, right? Yeah, because once you've committed to going back to brown and gold, I know, but it's funny if we say this. It doesn't equal wins and losses, but that's where we're at. It's the first thing where you go, okay, that's a big win. If you can do that right. It's a big win. Now, here's the thing that's funny to me. When you look at all the promotional material for next year, they have gone back to the Friar that we're used to from like 69, like old school, which I love. That's fine. But now if you're a kid, let's say you're a 10-year-old kid, and you've been, uh, let's say 13-year-old kid. Let's go a little older. And you've been going out to Petco for the last... Four years, right? Whether you see a game a year or 10 games a year. You've seen the same fucking fryer in that blue thing, and now next year it's going to be completely different. You're going to be like, God damn, what happened to him? He looks terrible. Do you have bad fish? That's what nine years of losing straight games, straight years will do to you. I'll age you. Uh, let me say this real quick, yes. and then we can kind of wrap it go up. Go ahead. I want to ask you one other thing. Go ahead. Um, so the other night I was in here, I was hyping our friend Laura Kane's podcast. Okay, hold on. Before you get to Laura, I just want to ask you really quick, all right? Because I like the direction you've gone so far on this Padre thing, because I think right. you're at your wits in. Yeah, completely. I'm sick okay. of the arrogance in that organization. Okay. They're quickly, quickly, ah, no, it's not fair to say, it's not fair to call them the Chargers, because the Chargers were arrogant and ignorant. I, I don't think the... I don't think the Padres are either one of those things. They're they're a long way. Away. I'm just frustrated by the year, but I I still I still believe in Ron and I still believe in Peter. When you talk about changing the culture, because I like mm -hmm. I like the direction because I think a lot of it has to do with it. So these guys right here, I'm, I'm just going to say their name and 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 would you say you're okay getting rid of them? Just say would you be okay if they didn't come back next year? All right, Margot, two thirty nine, fucking gone. Nick Martini, who everybody loved two weeks oh, ago. By shit. the way, he's hitting two thirty eight. Gone. gone. Nobody's going to miss him. Will Myers, 236. I swear to God, gone. Hunter Renfro, Although I will say this about Will Myers. <laughs> basically had no problem at all with Andy Green being fired. Yeah. Now, hang on, Dave. Let me ask you this. 
what if you change? Can Boach? Can Joe Madden get anything out of Will Myers? Remember, they came in here together. Will Myers came in here with Andy Green. Like, they were, right? Am I right? No, he was here for Bud, too. Bud was yeah. the manager of that team. Sorry, I had that wrong. Bud was the manager when all those guys came in. Will Myers is gone. Okay, Hunter Renfro hitting 220. Gone. Ty France. He's a guy. He's gone. a guy. Gone. Because, as we said, the goal is to be average or above average. Right. A 238 is not average. Right. Luis Urias, will you give up on him as a, as a no. 218 hitter? No, because I just gave up on everybody else. So he's going to have to get one. He's, 0 for 5 today, three strikeouts. Yeah, he's probably going to have to get two months to really figure it out where that guy's at. It's a shame because a year ago at this time, his trade value would be worth something. It's not worth shit. Yeah, unless uh, I have a plan... Uh, unless I'm able to go out and get a veteran guy that can play second for the next. Like, I keep seeing Whit Merrifield being talked about out of Kansas City. Well, he's 30. But if you go get Whit Merrifield, you're like, all right, well, Urias, you're gone. All right, two more guys. Austin Hedges, 179. Gone. And the last one is uh, if people go, what the hell are you talking about? But I'm telling you, it's it's Naylor. Naylor, to me. Oh, yeah, gone. Gone. And, and he's 22 years old. But I'm telling you, if he looks that way at 22, what do you look at 32? gone. There, that's and, and here's here's my argument with all this. And people said, "Ah, oh, you guys are hatchet guys." Here's my argument with this. Just like Jeff said five minutes ago, let's get rid of as many people that drank the poison as possible. Right. Change that, the culture up. And you get rid of every one of these fuckers because they aren't getting the job done. And I just told you the batting averages are all terrible. They're all yeah. below two fifty. I tell you what, Dave. I, hey, nobody's called me about this job. <laughs> And I'd come right in there. I'll tell you one thing that I would do different. Listen, I like Andy. A couple of different times, Andy and I had a lot of conversations about this team. But the one thing I said to Andy, and he didn't like it, I said, Andy, I'm afraid your team doesn't like to get their pants dirty. <laughs> i tell you what, you play for Cantera. You get your pants dirty, you can walk home. Oh, my gosh. You can Uber home. You're not. We don't have a seat for you on the bus. That seat's going to Dave Marcus. <laughs> Oh, God damn it, David. I'll be the GM of that fucking team. I'll go down there and take that little shit, Will Myers, and I'll stick his fucking head in the toilet. You fucking dork. Close your mouth when you're done talking, son. You goddamn fly trap. <laughs> tell you what, I'm, I'll tell you what. Well, I'm the GM. I'll say I'm going to fucking do is bring some dipshit from Tory Pines. Like you, Katara. Yeah, fuck, I wouldn't hire you to make the fucking manage the soft serve. <laughs> People would be fired up if John Butler was able to be the GM. I'm going to bring in one guy, the best guy ever for player development. He's a hell of a guy and he's a goddamn good dancer. Eddie! Oh, Jesus. He's a good dancer. I didn't know he danced. <laughs> well, of course I don't, because you fucking... All you're doing all day is sitting in your bedroom with the door locked, jacking off to the Charlie Steiner store, you fucking pervert. <laughs> Does Charlie Steiner have a story? <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting there, and you fucking put on your Ron Say t-shirt, and you text Fred Claire all day while eating Pop-Tarts, you asshole. <laughs> I would have hired him to manage the soft surf. Oh, fucking terror. Jesus Christ, this fucking guy. 
Son of a bitch manages two fucking Little League teams. All of a sudden, he's Casey Stingle. Shut up, dick. <laughs> this fucking <laughs> asshole. Turn my microphone off. I swear to God. When you get super hot, it goes off I got all excited. I swear to God, between Katera and that dipshit Higgins, patting himself on the back because the penny saver said he's halfway okay at his goddamn job. Holy cannoli. The fuck happened to this town since I went in the ground? <laughs> Josh Lewin get his job back? I brought in that little shit. Did I? I don't think I did. I think you were dead by then. God damn it. May I rest in peace. Godspeed to me. <laughs> Godspeed to you. Before you get to Lorcan. Because this is yes. worth talking about. Want to mention the guys that helped this show go. Again, want to thank Dan Williams. We saw Dan tonight. That's you a always, good man. Always great seeing Dan. Dan again came Dan by. Does a, to, I'll tell you what. The only thing Dan's missing is a chili. <laughs> Dan doesn't need chili. He's a goddamn Iron Man. Just like me. Right, Eddie? Oh, Jesus. I'm a goddamn Iron Man, Eddie. You're a shithead. <laughs> That's the first time you've ever talked back to John. What happened? <laughs> what? Eddie had enough. I don't think Eddie would be afraid to talk bad about John. Afraid he'd come right out of the ground and choke him out. <laughs> Motions are high right now. It's all right. Ed gets one strike. There might not be fucking strike two. I'll fucking whack a mole, you. <laughs> I'll knock that lisp right out. You'll sound like fucking Pierce Brosnan when I'm done hitting you. Oh, shit. Dan's your guy you got to call. Dan's the guy that will help you with all your financial needs. He'll help make sure your money is balanced, the money that will stretch a lifetime. He is the guy you need to talk to for all your investments. Dan's the guy, again, to get you that house. So, again, you want to talk to Dan because Dan's the guy that will be on the other end of the most important phone call you're ever going to make. Make sure you call our good friend Dan Williams. Financially speaking, nobody knows what they're doing. Dan Williams knows what he's doing. Make sure you give Dan a call. He can help you out. It could be the best decision you ever make. 858 uh, 688-6813 is the number. I love the two books because it is so important. Dave, you know it. We've talked to so many friends that are buying homes right now, and you're so excited. But it's buying the home and then paying for the home. But nothing stops. You still need tires. I was saying to my kids today, they're like, oh, wow, you know, the podcast. I go, yeah, the podcast is important because we can share the message that, yeah, it's fun to go out and get a burger. But guess what? Somebody has to pay for that burger. And one of the reasons why we can is because you and I listen to Dan about the right way to work your financial plan. And that's what Dan's going to do with your mortgage. He's going to work your mortgage into your overall financial plan. Two books to get. Number one is Borrow Smart, Repay Smart. Just fantastic. The other one is How to Purchase a Home with No Down Payment. Get them both tonight. San Lending.us slash Dave Jeff. Believe me. It's such an easy thing to do. And then when you buy your house, oh, my gosh, you can't put a price tag on that peace of mind. Also, speaking about buying that home, Brian Curry is your guy. He's a guy to help you with buying that home. I spent yesterday with uh, Brian Curry driving around looking for the Where'd next you place. Go? We're gonna Actually, we went around here a lot. Went around Otay nice. Ranch. Went around East Lake. Again, we're looking to stay in the area. But, you know, the best thing about Brian, every time we see something that we think looks good, he'll tell you why it isn't good. Which means he's not yeah. just looking to make the move right. to say, quick hey, fix. quick fix, I can move on to my next customer. He's like, no, this isn't good, and I'll tell you why. And he's telling you where the sun sets, and he's telling you, guess what? There's no air conditioning in here, and there's no this and that in the backyard, and this needs to be power washed. And he points out what's wrong with the properties. 
it's funny as hell. He, he, the only time he raised his voice the entire afternoon, we get in the car. It's, it's Rita. It's me. It's Josh. And Rita goes, hey, I saw some stuff, and I, I didn't even say the B all the way out before. It's like, what the hell's wrong with you? We're going to IB, and we're going to City Heights. Don't you know? <laughs> Don't bring it up again. You won't be happy there. This girl follows me on social media. Just wanted to let you know. The weather girl from NBC? Yeah. Really? What's her name? Uh, Larissa. Okay. <laughs> Larissa can't miss her. <laughs> nice. Did a good job. I hope Aloha Taylor's coming back. I haven't seen her in a long time. Where's she? I have no idea. Uh, let me tell you this about Brian Curry. There was a big story tonight on the news. We joke about IB all the time. That IB is the first community that is really working to work with the homeless program. They are trying to find ways because you cannot just camp out on the sidewalks like you see in Hollywood or other places. IB is like, no, you can't do it. You know how I know it, Dave? I was in IB yesterday. No way. We yeah. lost Nope, I was in IB because we had spent the afternoon in Coronado. Yeah. And my sons and I love the drive down the Strand. We love the drive down the Strand. It's so fun. But I was saying, we were talking about everything from John and Cincinnati, John from Cincinnati, the whole thing. We started going. And uh, my one said, man, I'm getting pretty hungry. And all of a sudden, we we're just kind of cruising through. I said, you know where we'll go? We'll cruise into IB. We'll go to the, well, they don't sponsor the show, but there's a cool little restaurant okay. down there. And we just started talking to some of the people about what's going on. I've been 100% right with a lot of the concerns that I've voiced about IB. But the residents get it. You know, the thing is, we beat them up. They're doing their best to fight that fight. They need help at a higher level that they're not getting. So maybe I blame IB, but I still wouldn't live there. You can't I, go in the water. You can't. But they, it makes them insane. It makes yeah. them absolutely insane that they can't get help to get that cleaned up. So I would do what Dave and Rita did. Go with Brian Curry so he is going to know those kind of things because believe me, there would have been plenty of places down there that you look at and you go, oh, hey, this is great by the water. The other thing people told me, well, yeah, you're here in September. Come down here in June. You can't get anywhere near here. It's an absolute pain in the ass if you got to go to a game or a movie or anything else. Brian Curry is going to know the ins and outs yes. of every neighborhood. Any concern you have, twice the absolute best in the business. And, uh, yeah, IB is fun to go down and have lunch, and I'll give you all that that live down there. But there are better options for you in San Diego, and Brian knows them all. Absolutely. Brian's number 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. Look, today was hot as shit. It was oh, so fucking man. hot today. It was miserable. The guy that makes it all worthwhile is the guy that's going to put that pool in your backyard. You got to call Alan Taylor, Taylor made pools. You don't want days like today where you're nope. sitting there just sweating your ass off. Nothing like having that perfect pool in the backyard. Alan Taylor has been doing it for more than 20 years. Make sure you give Alan a call, 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. Well, Dave, today, as you said, was one of those days that was so hot. But if you were driving around like me, uh, and all of a sudden you look at the local gas station, all of a sudden three thirty nine, three forty nine has become three eighty nine again. Yep. And you go, what is going on, man? There is traffic everywhere. It's costing you. I mean, you got a ten gallon tank, extra five ten bucks a week, twenty bucks a week, depending on how often you fill up, man. I'm I'm from PB to East Lake to Carlsbad a lot. 
and it all adds up. Well, it would be really, really nice if I had a tailor-made pool in the backyard with the grotto, with the slide, so you could just say to your kids, hey, come hang out, man, grandkids, whatever. Come hang out. We'll watch some football. We'll barbecue. Everybody can hang out in the pool, and you don't have to worry about any of that. Man, the pools that Alan and his team do are absolutely gorgeous. We invite you to go to our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Click on the sponsors page and see for yourself. It'll be the best investment you can make. Absolutely. Don't forget about the warm weather and the perfect pool. Guess what? You're going to need that barbecue. The thing that makes a barbecue taste that much better, it's the guys over at Hot Sauces and More. Again, you can go to the website. It's Hot Sauces, the letter N, more.com. Also, the store right there on the Otay Ranch Mall, right next to Macy's. You can't miss it. Go say hi to our friend Brian. He'll answer all your questions about what can make your food taste that much better. He even sells meat right there in the store as well. Again, it's Hot Sauces and More. Yeah, the Big Green Egg is there. The Dave Palais Invitational is coming up uh, late spring, early summer. We want you to come down, especially it's an open invite for those of you that go, man, you know what? I want to learn how to grill, but I've never really had anybody show me how to do it. We're going to show you how to grill, and it's not me. It's going to be Brian and all of his guys. The great thing is, come on down. It is a complete no-hazing event. Shocking for this show. But we want you to have a blast. And I am grilling again with my son two weeks from tonight. And guess what? This little son of a gun. We did burgers, corn on the cob last time. You know what he's going for in two weeks, Dave? Pancakes. That'd uh, be great. <laughs> What's he going for? Swordfish. No way. We're going to do swordfish Look at the tacos. balls on this kid. Hi, son of a bitch. I have no idea how to grill swordfish. Shit. I got to call Brian and Jerry and all those guys. But we went yesterday. We had swordfish, fish tacos. And he goes, Dad, really? this is what... And they were insane. He goes, Dad, this is what I want to make in two weeks. I go, great. We'll figure it out. Fuck it. Let's go. Wow. He goes, yeah, we want to do the blackened uh, swordfish tacos. So if it's stuff like that for my son who goes, yeah, I want to learn how to do stuff like that. We're going to figure it out. No better place to learn than hot sauces and more. All right. And also don't forget about Kyle Fluger. Kyle Fluger is a guy who can help you at the website. Again, we love what he's done with jakesprojects.org and daveandjeffshow.com. Kyle's number is 619-500-6621. Again, at 619-500-6621. When you call Kyle, make sure you tell him, hey, your cups fucking suck. They're not oh, going to make shit. it to the postseason. Dave and Jeff are right when we said they weren't going to make it to the playoffs. So fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. And thanks for Joe Madden. <laughs> Have a great time when Mark Loretta is your man. Oh, wait. They may get boached, though. Shit. <laughs> Damn it, Kyle. Oh, man. My buddies who are Cubs fans, they're falling apart. Oh, they had a horrible uh, four days against the Cardinals. Oh, Jesus. boy. Uh, nothing better than our two web pages. Look at jakesprojects.org. Look at daveandjeffshow.com. So many have gotten the word about the great job Kyle can do for you. And he's putting together a new theme song for the show. I couldn't be happier that he's part of our team at Dave, uh, Dave and Jeff Show. And especially with Jake's projects. All right. So I got to ask you, Laura Kane, you're about to bring it up because I wanted to ask you about this. Yeah. So Laura, the other day, her podcast is really, really great. It's her and her friend, Eric. They're incredibly funny. And I was telling you how they had went and seen the movie Hustlers and all their podcasts run like 20 minutes. So it's really good. And she had a podcast scheduled for last week. I think we, did I tell you she follows me on social media, this chick right I heard, here? the weather girl from uh, NBC, right? Yeah, she does. She's really nice. I'll try to introduce you. Um, so she was going to have a podcast <laughs> yes. last week about a very, very funny topic. 
And the podcast was posted for about yeah, about half hour. And I started listening to it. And I go, whoa, it's pretty wild, pretty funny, pretty raunchy. And as I'm listening, my cell phone rings and it's our friend Laura Kane. And she said, hey, look at this asshole. Hang on a second. Look at that <laughs> asshole. I love Tim Franklin. <laughs> Did she know he's doing commercials? No, Sorry. I didn't. Dave's got a TV on. I haven't seen Chip Franklin in 10 years. Chip Franklin told us he tried out for the wrestling team, but he came too quick. <laughs> That's my favorite joke. <laughs> Dude, that was the best. Holy he's shit, that he, guy. Remember he goes, I do stand-up. I got one joke. Don't, don't, tell me what you guys think. And yeah. they were like, we're going to give the thumbs up. And yeah. looked at each other. What's wrong with this fucking guy? Fucking maniac. So Kaner calls me and she goes, hey, podcast is up. What do you think? And I had a conversation with her and I said, look, Dave and I can just go down and do the show that we want to do because we're not on any other radio yeah. stations in town. And I said, you still work for a very big conglomerate in town. You're a single mom and that radio conglomerate pays your bills. And she said, oh, shit. I said, you're okay. I didn't tweet it out. We didn't tweet anything out. But I said, I think what you should do is you should pull that particular show down, have a conversation, open, candid conversation with your management team, see what they're cool with because they love her down there and they should, and then go from there. And that's what she did. I'm very, very happy she did that. The show that they had up was hysterical, but the podcast doesn't pay the rent. It doesn't pay her groceries for her and her daughter. I haven't heard the new one that's up. She yeah. pulled the old one down, but I saw a tweet that said it's the PG version. So I have not talked to her as far as what management said or anything else. But ultimately, I'm really happy. I still think because of the chemistry between her and Eric that even a PG version can be incredibly funny, and I hope you'll all support it for her. But I'm glad because I said to her last week, I'm like, oh, yeah, just go for it. Just tell the stories. Be you. Well, I wasn't thinking, hey, you have somebody that could listen to this and go, oh, I don't know that that's what we want. So... Um, she's kind of changed the approach a little bit. It's still going to be a great show, but that's why I had a bunch of people say, Hey, where's the link to that show? That show didn't make it, but ultimately, uh, she's going to be fine. And I, these fucking people just text me all day. Hey, where's the link to it? I, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that I had a life to live. Let me just stop what I'm doing and send all you fuckers a link. How about you Google search Laura Kane podcast? Pretty fucking complicated there, kid, right? Dave, this chick right here yeah. follows me on her. social media. Do you know her last name yet? No. It's only been underneath her, it's only underneath her body. Abreu. Abreu. Oh, because it just popped up, you asshole. Oh, you're an asshole. <laughs> All, right. All right. Hold on. Before you get out of yeah. here. Okay. This is a weird thing. Yeah. So have you ever been with a girl who had a disability? Hmm. Like, I knew a guy that was with a girl that only had one leg, but he didn't know she had one leg till like, he went to take a piss. fell off? And he, no, he saw it leaning against the shower in the bathroom when he went to go take a piss. Wow. Like, he already slept with her and didn't realize there was only one leg involved. 
Well, then I think he has his own disability. It's a lot of drinking. Um, you ever been with someone like one arm, one leg, paralyzed, anything? I don't think so, no. Okay, <laughs> that, that Charger-Texans game was so goddamn boring. So okay. the girl sitting in front of me today yeah. was in a wheelchair. Yeah. Okay, good-looking girl, all right? All right. I've seen her before in a wheelchair, and I'm like, I wonder who the hell, what, what's going on? Because she put a lot of time in herself. Like, she looked like a Beverly Hills girl. She you know what great. I mean? She looked absolutely outstanding. And then I and I was looking to see who was helping her because you can't just get up there by yourself. Yeah. It's a fucking hassle. You know, Art, a good friend. That oh, yeah. Art Garcia is a fucking man. Fucking Art. They, he's been covering Charger football forever. The greatest. He goes in today and I said, hey, Art, how you doing? He goes, dude, I can't see. I go, what do you mean? What? And he goes, dude, look at my chair and look at the desk. You can't see the field. Oh shit! I thought you meant like his. No, it's not going blind. But okay. I was like, I felt bad for him, and I'm looked. I looked at her, and I go, she can't fucking see either. You can't see over the table to see the field the way oh, it's set my up. God. It, it's completely ridiculous. Right? You, you give them a credential, you know, both these people, and neither one can see the field. Terrible. But I'm looking at this girl. I'm going, man, she, she looks fantastic. Yeah. And I was just curious. I go, fuck. I wonder if Jess ever hooked up with I, somebody. I haven't. Um, I'll tell you this. I was watching CBS News a week ago. They interviewed Angie Dickinson, who's fucking 87. I'm pretty sure I'd take Angie out to El Coyote in L.A. Yeah, so you throw Angie one. You just don't tell people that she was 87 when you slept with her. You just said, I, I banged Angie Dickinson. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, fuck. I don't know. I may come right in here. <laughs> God, she was funny as shit. Was she? Did she, she did she have the oh, good voice or did she have that, that yeah, like no, horrible she, voice? No, she was really cool. They interviewed her and like she was just cool and talked about all these different things. Here's this. She doesn't shit. sound like Anita Blackwood. Nina Blackwood. Whatever, her too? God dang her. She sounds so fucking bad. Wow. Right? How many cigarettes? You speak about famous voices, and I do have one other question, because I know it's getting late. We gotta get the fuck out of here. But I'm at Barnes and Noble in Encinitas today, and I'm grabbing a book. And I hear this voice, and I'm like, God damn, I know that voice from somewhere. The guy keeps talking, keeps talking, and I'm like, who the, I know this goddamn voice. And I, so I got to go around the aisle to see who the fuck it is. And I go around the aisle, and the guy is not that tall. He's in like a pair of sweatpants and a t shirt. No, it wasn't him. But he's kind of, balding and he's got like a really not you know not maintained kind of gray scruff and glasses but he's talking the whole thing and all of a sudden i figured it out i go god damn that's richard dreyfus no way and it was him really yeah i said to the guy when i checked out i go shit that's richard Dreyfus." he goes oh shit he's in here all the time it's funny i would have guessed that's what richard dreyfus would be wearing everything he just described and the guy working said cool as shit that he's just cool as shit but he was talking about politics with this guy, this whole thing. But I was like, God damn, that's Richard Dreyfus. That was pretty cool. Um, I have one question, and I this the people on this audience are so great because they're so much smarter than us, the whole thing. Though I'm at the point now where my phone is up for renewal yep. for Sprint. And Sprint's a ripoff. They rip you off. Every time, the only way you get any kind of discounts is if you add lines to your account. But I don't need to add a line. But they have two of these phones right now that kind of, you go, okay, well, this is all right. Relatively manageable for your bill. 
The one, Dave, is the iPhone 11. Okay. Where you go, okay, that's not too bad. The one's the iPhone 11. And the other is the Google, like, Pixel camera. Yeah. I, fuck, man. I've not had an iPhone. I don't think I've had an iPhone since 2010. And I've never had a Google phone, right? I mean, they have these LGs. Yeah. I had LG phones throughout the year. I'm just sick of the Samsung phones. I've had the Galaxy forever, and they're completely overrated. But if anybody there has either the Google Pixel, either just send me a message. Be like, send me a DM. Go, hey, man, follow me back. I'll send you a DM. And just tell me what you love about it, what you hate about it. Uh, and I know what you're saying. Oh, fuck. You can't send me a link to Laura Kane. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Well, here's the thing, because I trust you guys much more than I trust the CNET reviews or any of the YouTube reviews, anything else. You guys are just everyday Joes. So, um, but like that iPhone 11, do you love it? Do you hate it? Yeah. What's been great about it? The whole thing. I just, I'm looking at these today and I go, they don't tell you anything about anything. And so, yeah. People get attached to their phones. Whatever they choose, they swear that's the best one. You know, it's, it's whatever it's easy. What do you have right now? What's I have that? the iPhone. I'm an iPhone What guy. number, though? Uh, the 10. Okay. So whatever the one was a year ago at this time. Okay. That's what I have. It's working I fine. saw the line. I was in uh, Mission Valley Mall the other day or Fashion Valley, and they're, God dang, the line was through the roof as far as people look trying to get the new phone. They're all, to me, they're all the same. You never see yeah. cha huge changes in these phones. But um, Apple always seems to figure out a way that your phone breaks down right when the new one comes out. You know what I mean? Right. So anyway, Verizon's had issues. Can I'm a Verizon guy also. And everyone's had major issues with Verizon the last month. But um, as far as uh, I'm, I'm an iPhone guy. I'm using an Apple computer. Do you get uh, Apple Care with that? Um, Does yeah, that come with I, your phone? I, yeah, I think so. I don't, I don't even know. Can you change the battery on that? or No, no you can't change the battery. Yeah, but, the, the battery. but the battery lasts throughout the day. No problem. Yeah, okay. It's not three days, but it lasts throughout the day. All right. That was the one thing. And then... Uh, but again, it's it's just my preference. Yeah. For work, my work phone used to be a Samsung Galaxy or whatever. That's what I, I, I fucking yeah. hated it. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, And then this is it. I just have one quick endorsement for anybody who needs one. My kids gave me for my birthday a Best Buy gift certificate. And... I find myself, you find yourself streaming more than you've done in years past? It's Well, I'm trying to, I hate to say it, I'm trying to learn how to, how everybody else is doing it because I'm that guy that pays 450 a month oh, in DirecTV and, and Cox. DirecTV you got to get rid of. Yeah. Although Dish, Dish just got rid of all the local regional yeah. sports channels. Yeah, so I'm getting, I got to figure it out. A buddy of mine is saying, dude, I get everything for $8 a month. Everything. I saw that thing that you sent me. That's yeah. really hard to figure out. And so... But again, I, right now I can't keep doing the four hundred and fifty a month when no one else is paying four hundred and fifty a no. month. No, you know what I got? And listen, again, probably a lot of you. I was streaming stuff through the PS4. I was streaming stuff through my TV, and then I was um, like, I had a Blu-ray player, but that that was really limited as far as what it could get. So my kids gave me a gift certificate or a gift card for Best Buy. Dave, I got the Roku Premium 4K because okay. I have a 4K TV. Yeah. It took two fucking minutes to set that thing up. It was great. Set that thing up. You could attach it right on the side of your TV here. Plugs in HDMI. Plug it in. The fucking thing is great. Everything I ran, Hulu, HBO, Netflix. My kids have WWE Network, ESPN Plus. All of it run through the one thing. 
So we had nine different things. That, oh, wait, that one's on PS4. Oh, wait, that one we may actually get through the LG TV. You and I have the same TV. Every one of these fucking things through the Roku Premium paid 39 bucks for it. Really? Yep. And just set it up. Anything you want to do, they set up one account. So if you want to go, oh, you know what? Yeah, I'll subscribe to HBO. They, You just give them your credit card. They tell you what the monthly is. But it's just like, okay, yeah, I want this. No, I don't really watch Hulu. I have Amazon Prime. And then you go, well, wait, I want uh, NHL. NHL TV, MLB TV. Fuck, LG TVs, you can't do it. Um, PS4, I could get some of them. This fucking Roku, and I know Amazon's got their fire and everything else. I'm just saying, if you're kind of, I know a lot of you are probably like Dave and I, where you go, well, screw it. I've had DirecTV forever. I get everything I want. Uh, and now all of a sudden you're like, dude, I'm paying all this a money. Ton. And it's crazy. It took five minutes to set the thing up. It cost me 40 bucks. My kids basically bought it for me, and it's outstanding. Yeah. I literally, someone needs to show me how to how to do it. Like, I have, yeah. I mean, I, I think I have like seven TVs. Right. But not all of them are smart TVs. I only have two smart TVs. No, but these things, now again, you got to buy one for, for each TV. But the cool thing that I liked is it just had, and some of you probably been doing, I think Bubba. I think Bub was streaming for six years. Yeah. So, look, I get it if a bunch of you guys have been doing it, but when you have young kids and you've been comfortable with DirecTV, like, fuck it. And somebody I read today in the paper, somebody said, oh, you're not the kind of guy that just goes, oh, I have HBO, I pay for it, I just never watch it. The fuck I'm not? Yeah. I was that guy for 10 years. Watched Real Sports every month. It was the biggest ripoff going. But, yeah, Dave, double-sided tape. Goes right on the side, 4K picture, goddamn thing's the greatest. And now all of a sudden, I'm like, ah, oh, with Spectrum or whoever else, Dish Network, what the fuck are they doing? Like, Dish Network's trying to be in, because all these regional sports channels, I have no idea that Dish and DirecTV and Spectrum and Cox are losing a shitload of money. I know what it was. I was reading because the Cubs are getting their own network next year. And everybody in Chicago is freaking out because all these people are cutting the cord around yeah. the country to why the Dodger games can't be seen in L.A. That's crazy. It's but, been seven years. But if you're in San Diego and you're a Ducks fan and you're a Padre fan and you have Dish Network, you're fucked because Dish Network just got rid of Prime Ticket and just got rid of Fox Sports San Diego. So you'd be like, well, shit, now what? So, yeah, I, I think... The people that have talked about doing it, I think like anything, we're going to have to retrain ourselves on how to do it. But you guys listen to podcasts. Dave and I are incredibly grateful that you do. But if you're like, oh, I'm looking at this streaming, I don't know. I know some of you are kind of older and you might be hesitant. I got that Roku uh, 4K one, came in an orange box, 40 bucks. I don't. We don't get paid for them. Um, but from a setup standpoint and everything else, God damn, it couldn't have been easier. It was great, and it's been great. Dave, you should do it. I, that probably the direction I'm headed. As far as uh, i got to figure everything out. It, it's insane. After that move, I'm going to figure out what I'm doing. Yeah, there you this go. Is, this is absolutely crazy. All right, so when are we coming back this week? Um, at the Padre game Tuesday night. I think so I'm going. You going Tuesday? Yeah. All right, we'll go down and see the Padres and Dodgers, and then um, – I think we're back here Wednesday night. All right, we'll see. We'll see uh, about Wednesday. You know, uh, Greg Bergman, our old producer at Fox. Yeah. 
He's doing uh he's doing a show, a Dodger show. He always does yeah, I love afterwards. Him. And so I said to him, I said, did you do a really good job on that show? He's, he's not great. an on-air guy. He's Steve and John's producer on But he's and on Mason and Ireland yeah. a lot. And so I told him, I go, man, you do a fantastic job. I wrote into his, his show the other day because he, yeah. he right after he left, I was listening to it when I was uploading this show. And I said, hey, man, um, Rich Hill, how important is that start on Tuesday against the Padres? And do you see him in the on the postseason roster? And he goes, hey, Dave in San Diego. <laughs> you know, one, <laughs> one of my favorite guys. Rich Hill's not starting, he says. But uh, he's coming in relief. Then three days later, fuck, he's starting. You know, <laughs> so he said to me, he "Goes, hey, you want to come up and do one of these shows with me?" Oh, you have to. And I said, God, "I also want to see what the ESPN studios look yeah. like up there." And he goes, "I go, when are you thinking?" He goes, "Wednesday night." So I'll, I'll let you know if I'm going to do it or not. Also, right. Thursday is uh, is uh, would have been Jake's 21st birthday, so I don't know exactly where I'm where I'm holding out on uh, on if I'm going or not, depending on my wife's doing. By the way, happy birthday to my oldest son, Josh. Today's his oh, birthday. Oh my God! Right? Yeah. Holy shit! I haven't seen him all day. I was in L.A. and he's he's still out celebrating because I haven't seen him all day. We almost went through this whole fucking show and didn't wish him happy birthday. Well, no better way to wrap it up. Happy birthday to him uh, and many, many more. And yeah, depending on when we are here, hopefully we're here Tuesday. We're doing the game. You go up there Wednesday. But if not, happy 21st birthday to my man, Jake Pelle. Josh. No, Thursday. Oh, for, okay, what about Josh? I already said happy oh, birthday Oh, I didn't hear you say Josh. his name. I said his name. I didn't hear you say his name. No, we haven't mentioned Josh all day. I was ready to take him to Tommy's today. I know. Fuck. I didn't. And then fucking Sean Walchev shooting his mouth off. He didn't know what the fuck he's talking about. I go, hey, I need <laughs> to. What did he do? <laughs> I go, hey, Josh, I don't abandon you for Charger games. Me, Jack, and Kate will take you to Tommy's today. And Walchev butts in. Oh, hey, you just be yourself and put the lightning bolt up. He didn't cheer for your fucking team anymore. Okay? He, Tommy's takes priority. So when the time's right, me, Jack, and Cade will take him to fucking Tommy's for his birthday. That's what That's that was very about. Nice. That's very, very That's nice. That's a tradition. Yes. So tomorrow, while Jeff, I expect a texted apology. <laughs> and then I'll congratulate you on your new house. That's awesome. All, All right. right, we'll figure it out. We'll be back. All right. So 